You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dr. Ennis, I presume. Hello, how are you? Can you hear me on this? I can indeed, yeah. Perfect, that's great. What are you recording onto? I'm recording onto my little uh, microphone thing, so happy days. Ooh. All, the, all the best of technology. <laughs> Criticheds, spares no expense, eh? <laughs> I know, yeah. How was your workout? Uh, I haven't done it yet, actually. I got involved in inputting my... So today we're going to talk about something, um, something really interesting. Well, I hope everything we talk about is interesting in fairness, but we're going to talk about something that was inspired by a photograph that I saw in one of Ireland's national newspapers, the Irish Times. And um, it was a bit sad, or at least the photograph made me a bit sad. And I'll describe what it was to you. So there's a lovely picture of a gorgeous little kid, little four-year-old, little red-headed fella. He's holding up a bag, a plastic bag. It's clear. There's water in it and there's also a goldfish in it, a small little goldfish. And that just got me thinking about how far we still yet have to come Yeah. when we talk about animals and our attitudes to them. Because, you know, when I was growing up and probably when you were growing up as well, you know, we did think goldfish were a bit disposable. They sort of came across as disposable toys because we got them at fun fairs, because people gave them as presents in plastic bags. But what we want to do today is to tell everybody how amazing these creatures are and how really they shouldn't be given away as thoughtless toys for millions and millions and millions of reasons because they're pretty darn cool, aren't they? Yeah, and I think, as you said, like, I mean, goldfish are just kind of like one of them meh animals to a lot of people. It's just like, it doesn't really mean much, but they are such fascinating creatures. Their history, uh, how they came about, and, and, and just like even their, what we've learned from them, their intelligence is a lot more nuanced that we would have believed or been told back in the day. Um, they're just they're just fantastic creatures altogether, and I think we should... Uh, we should, we should, we should uh, do them a good turn. So we're going to do a lot of myth busting today. First of all, what is a goldfish? It's a type of carp. So it's very rela- uh, closely related to the, the the carp family. It is in the carp family. It's closely related to like the pushing carps. And, all right. Yeah. And it would have been a wild species of fish from Southeast Asia back in the day. Now, it had a tendency when breeding to kind of lean towards instead of the grey normal colours and the brown colours of a carp, you would get kind of golden and orange varieties. Yeah. And they first noticed that back in the Jing dynasty. I'm going to give you a, a bit of a Chinese history lesson here. <laughs> 
So that's when they first like documented that because the Chinese were great at taking notes. They're always quite scientific and uh, observing the natural world. So they they first noticed these fish with a certain amount of uh, orange in them, and then they started selectively breeding them over two thousand years, right? Basically, and it got into a point then that they became a, a symbol of, a, of of your wealth, and the emperors would build specific ponds for these fish, and because. The imperial color uh, is gold over in in China at the time. Yeah. So the regular people on the street weren't allowed to have these goldfish. So the 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 regular people had the orangey colored ones, but the golden ones were all collected and brought to the emperor. Wow. And uh, kept in his ponds. And then it became very popular just for people, uh, you know, all over the countryside to breed new kind of morphs and forms. They bred them into the long fancy tail types. Then they started keeping them indoors. And this is where we kind of got the first introduction of the the goldfish bowl. Yeah. And it would have been, uh, not a bowl isn't what we remember, but a, a large kind of Chinese porcelain bowl. Right. And they would have bred specifically the the types that would be much more, you know, the goldfish that you'd look at that have fan tails with very stumpy bodies, maybe a big head. Yeah. They couldn't survive in ponds, mm. so they were kept indoors in bowls. And again, very much a status symbol. You take your best fish out and you put it in a glass bowl to display. Ah. And you'd put it back in its pond or back in its large bowl after your guests have left. Ah. Yeah. So this is what happened when... The Chinese were trading with the Japanese. The Japanese would have taken goldfish back to Japan and some of them would have taken this idea of keeping the goldfish full term in the bowls. And this was passed on to the Portuguese who brought them to Europe. Ah. And from from Portugal then, they were kind of spread out all over Europe. And, and that kind of keeping them in bowls and keeping them inside seems to have come from the display bowls that would have they would have been originally uh, shown in back in China where they where they were um, bred originally. Uh-huh. But now we're kind of doing it out of context in Europe and, and incorrectly for generations now. So uh, it, it really is an interesting history. And, you know, back in the day in the 1600s, if me or you were to get married back in the 1600s, one of the best gifts I could have given you was a goldfish in a bowl. Yeah, it was a, a real, um, again, a status symbol to kind of show how how rich you were. But then, of course, goldfish are incredible breeders. And once they get into a country, they start to breed like mad. And the status symbol of the goldfish kind of uh, went down over the years and it became very much a aquarium hobbyist pet uh, that we all kind of know and love. So that's how that image, like if you say to anybody, imagine a goldfish, that's probably what people would imagine that lovely fan-tailed small fish in a roundy bowl looking straight at you with a few bubbles coming out of his mouth. Yes. So in terms of myth busting, yeah, we used to think that um, 
these roundy bowls with the small opening at the top, their smallish opening at the top were ideal for them because uh, one of the things that I heard when I was a kid was, oh no, goldfish will only grow in proportion to the bowl size. So let's smash this myth to smithereens. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. Kind of true about what? About growing to the size of the bowl. They will, they will to a degree... But it's not good for them to be kept in balls because they're basically swimming around their own filth. A goldfish, even up to an inch, should have at least 10 to 20 gallons of water to swim around it, yeah. if that makes sense. So they, you never get that in a small bowl. They need space. They need uh, mental stimulation. They need company. They are a shoaling fish, so company is always good for, for a goldfish. And, you know, you want, like we always kind of emphasise on the show, you want to give these animals the most natural existence and the best existence that you can possibly do. And it has been, thankfully, there has been a torn, uh, most of the pet shops I would uh, frequent on the door, there are signs uh, expressing the fact that they won't sell goldfish in bowls. They'll only sell them in tanks. And that's been a big movement pushed by by a lot of ethical uh, pet shops. And that's great to see. So tell me about how they live in the wild and how, you know, what they need essentially if we want to keep them in our homes. Well, as I said, they're like, they are uh, uh, species of carp. They, they're shoulders. They'll all move together in shoals as they feed and munch away. Uh, breeding is very interesting for them in the warmer months. The males will start chasing the females around and nudge them. If, you, if you've ever kept uh, goldfish in a pond, which I have since I was a kid, Aww. you'll see it's quite vigorous and... and um, the, the males will keep hassling the, the females until they kind of d- dump their eggs and the males will fertilise them. Oh, right. The eggs, the eggs are instantly sticky, so they'll stick to plants, but they hatch out in 48 to 72 hours. And the, f- the baby fry that come out develop so quickly, they grow so fast. And that's a throwback to when they were wild because goldfish are ferocious feeders and they'll not stop feeding yeah. uh, and, and that includes their own young and eggs so the young grow really really fast to avoid mum and dad munching on them yeah um, as you would they're not gold for the first year of their life they're kind of a, a, a tan brown ah. which is to throw back to their their, their ancestors yep and you know once once they get to mature sizes then in in the wild in a decent sized lake uh, you, you'd see Goldfish that will grow up to 19 inches sometimes. The biggest one the biggest one was caught in the Netherlands, believe it or not, um, in a lake out there, and it was 19 inches. And you're talking about like you're talking about several pounds in, in weight as well. Wow. Um Collie, wasn't there an even bigger one caught recently in France? Like massive 40 pounds or something? They call it the carrot. It's uh Oh yeah. If you're into your carp fishing, it's a very famous uh carp. Now, it's not a true goldfish ah. it's a goldfish carp hybrid and that's another thing goldfish will do very well they'll hybridize with koi uh, or other species of carp and, and you'll get these kind of freaky giant kind of uh, monstrous looking goldfish but, but they technically aren't goldfish um so yeah so that like as as you're saying their their natural history is so diverse and they have all these kind of unique traits that they that they use to survive and you know, to throw them in a bowl with a tiny little opening yeah. is really... Uh, cruel. It's cruel. It's putting somebody in solitary confinement, you know? Yeah. And if you imagine they're in a bowl and if there's nothing in it, like, what is the fish going to do? The fish is on display all the time for whoever happens to be in the room. That's not good for creatures. For any animal that's, you know, naturally... Uh, 
a shoaling creature or, or, or a flocking creature or whatever. Same as a bird in a cage. When they, when they are isolated, it's not great for them at all. Did you know that in Switzerland, they passed a law whereby you're not allowed to have just one goldfish? That's fantastic. And Rome, Rome has banned... Uh, Rome in 2004 banned goldfish being handed out affairs and being kept in bowls as well. So we're a, l- a fair bit behind the Italians in this um, kind of movement. But it's great to see, you know. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's, that Swiss did as well, which is really interesting, as part of the same law, any animal that is sort of gregarious or swims in shoals or is in groups, you're not allowed to keep them by themselves. So even cats. So if you want a cat and you want a cat to be an indoor cat, you're not allowed to get only one because contrary to what we believe about cats, they're not really all that solitary and they do need company. So, you know, I have two cats. I used to have three, but Ted, the big guy, he left me for a French woman. He has a great life now in Dublin. <laughs> and... um the two that we have here, Ziggy and Daisy, they are company for each other. They're indoor cats. And in Switzerland, you're not allowed to have only one cat at home by itself all the time if it's an indoor cat. And I think that's really good. Same goes for birds. Um, yeah, interesting laws there. So it's great to see. It is. It's fantastic. Mm. And it's nice to see, you know, these kind of laws coming in gradually and, and changing our kind of perception of the, these animals as you know, living entities as opposed to commodities. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Um. You know, and like, again, like when we're getting back to the, the goldfish like in the bowl there, anybody who's kept them over the years know right, when you kind of walk past it, the, the head will come up and it will start begging for food because yeah. they're constantly hungry. They're never full in the wild. They'd always be on the search for food. And this is part of the reason they can kind of get quite fat if you if you overfeed them. Right. But that's that. That that is a clear sign of an intelligent animal that knows because they do have a memory and like ah that's another one now that's another myth we're going to bust so everybody thinks that goldfish only remembers things for three minutes uh, three seconds but that's not correct is it what was that old joke that, oh a castle oh a castle because <laughs> it's a castle in the bowl <laughs> right. but um, um, no it's not their memory is actually. They, in, in scientific tests, they've, they've measured it up to three months as being a really decent memory. Mm. So, mm. you know, they'll learn a behaviour and they'll hang on to it and they'll keep refreshing that learning. Um, mm. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you're living in, in any environment and you can only remember things for three seconds, I mean, you'd yeah. be toast pretty quickly, wouldn't you? So it makes no sense for any animal to only have a memory of three seconds. It doesn't, you know. Um, it, and it, it, you find the interesting examples of that kind of in the wild as well. Like you'll see... Uh, there's a lot of famous kind of videos of, of swans when they're feeding in, in the big Asian ponds or ponds that have, have goldfish and, and koi and their, their cousins. Yeah. That as a swan feeds, it has to wet its beak, you know, so it's taking the grain out, it's stopping it, dipping it in the, in the water. And people think that the swan is sharing its food with the goldfish and that's just not the case. What's, what is yeah. The goldfish are so smart. They're like, I remember when that big bird was feeding there the last time, yeah. there was a load of crumbs dropped. So we're going to go over there and feed off them. So like these memory skills transfer very well into the wild, obviously, and, and, and have, it, have come from the wild to help them survive. And another reason why... An, an animal that can think that way shouldn't be left in a, in a pretty bare and small environment without any company. Yeah. And it sort of leads into, or it sort of adds into that, I suppose, old-fashioned idea now that fish are a bit thick, like fish don't really have anything going on in their heads or in their environment, when in fact, they're just as complex yeah. 
as we are, as mammals are, as arachnids are, whatever. Some some fish are, are super intelligent. Yeah, hell yeah. And also the whole pain thing. I think people forget as well that there was an idea in scientific circles until relatively recently, even sort of very recently, that fish don't feel pain. Very, very recently. Yeah. yeah I think the paper only, it only came out in the last couple of years, really, where they kind of checked it out and like, you know, paused. it gave me food for thought because I'm an angler. Um, you know, I, I've fished all my life. It's given me a great love for nature and love for fish. I'm, I'm very fond of them. But like, you know, it makes you think about, you know, what you're putting an animal through in, in your, with your sport. Even if it's catch and release, you know, you still have the stress of the hook and then the animal really going into a death struggle, really. Like I always, it always to me uh, looks like the fishy version of waterboarding. If you're taking an animal out of its its natural environment where it gets its air, it gets its oxygen yeah, and it's struggling, that's really stressful. And now I think they're doing some research and to see what happens to the fish after they've been through that stress. They have been for a, a, a good while and some of them will recover better than others. And it's all about, again, it's it's the handling of them, how much time you have them out in the water. The waterboarding description is f- pretty perfect because yeah. that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. So yeah. it's like get, getting it out, getting your photograph and putting it back in and as quickly as t- time as possible. The move towards barbless hooks is a really good one as well because that's more of a, you know, that's more of them just getting a, a pin as opposed to a, a barb ripped out of their lip. Yeah. Um, but all all very much food for thought and, you know, uh, something that you, you can't avoid if, if you do claim to care about the animals, which, you know, obviously a lot of people do. Yeah. So we have so far busted a couple of myths. Uh, goldfish don't belong in a bowl. Yeah. They... They are thick. They're not thick. They have really good memories. They like company. They like hanging out with other goldfish. Yeah. Uh, and the other one that was really surprising to me, the other myth that was busted for me relatively recently was age. Because everyone thinks, you know, you get one of these poor unfortunate goldfish at a fun fair, you have it for a couple of months, it dies, you flush it down the, mm-hmm. the loo, you get another one. But actually, if they're well cared for, they really can live a long age, can't they? They can live for a long time. What's the oldest one recorded? Um, okay, I met somebody in a pet shop once um, who has a pet shop there on Cable Street, a really good one. And she had a goldfish for 27 years. That's incredible. Um, yep. Is that Shauna on Cable Street? Shauna. Shauna, yeah. That's it. And Shauna is one of those pet shops uh, who's kind of leading the way. I think she was forced in Dublin when she opened up to insist that um, goldfish would be sold in, in bowls and, and, yeah. and had proper cosmetry and you had to show the setup you were going to put them in. And, you know... Um, yeah, leading from the front and, you know, uh, uh, you have to applaud that. Um, oh, brilliant. absolutely. And yeah, she, she, did, she did a very long live fish. I, I, my longest lived goldfish growing up in my house was like 17 years old in the pond. Wow. And uh, probably would still be there only for my mortal enemies, the, the herons. But, um, <gasps> the herons. But dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to have to get um, a special jingle yeah, every time herons. we mention yeah, the herons. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm going to Google oldest uh, goldfish because I think off the top of my head, and I'm just guessing, right? Yeah. That it was 40. I think so. I think you might be right. I heard, I'm just Googling that now. Oh, here we go. Go on. 30 years. With 30 years. Provided with proper, yeah, yeah. Wow. 30 years can goldfish. That's amazing. The longest lived goldfish on record 
was aged 43. There you go. Wow. Wow. 43. That is something, that's not isn't bad. it? And when you think about it, that's, that, that's not very strange because, like, again, some of those big fish uh, in the angling lakes, the big carps that would be their cousins, they can live for 50, 60 years as well. Really? So, yeah, they're, they're, they're very, God. very long-lived fish. Um, and I suppose it's down to their kind of fairly kind of <laughs> brilliant lifestyle if you just like to eat or eat it all day and... Hey, that would would work for me. Yeah, perfect, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't like that. And still stay absolutely gorgeous and glitzy and beautiful. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah, still stay beautiful and young forever. Uh, Another thing we need to address as well with goldfish is, as well as the care for them uh, at home, it's the responsibility of that uh, that long age that we were just had to talk about. When you do look after them, they are going to be around for a long time. And will you outlive your goldfish? Yeah, will you outlive? And have you made plans for if you have to move house or... You know, mm. what would happen to them down the road. So a, a big issue with them worldwide has been invasiveness. And they are registered as one of the most invasive species on the planet, believe it or not, because wherever you let them out into rivers and, and lakes that suit them, they kind of take over. They're a massive problem in, in North America. Yeah. They're, they're out breeding and out eating uh, a lot of na- native uh, fish in lakes over there. Yeah. Australia has problems with them. Uh, both in the introduction of them to kind of messing up ecosystems to introducing all sorts of crazy parasites that wouldn't be ah, native to these countries. Yeah. So, you know, the the kindly thing you think you're doing if you're getting rid of your goldfish and popping it down into a lake or a pond is really not a good idea because, you know, these things are eating machines and will get quite, quite big, as we, we talked about earlier on. Yeah. And and can hybridise with native fish ah. and cause all sorts of kind of hassles. So, wow. um, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things as well. Like, again, like we keep rabbiting it on about, but it's it's always worth saying is <laughs> it's responsible ownership and, is, and planning yeah. for the future, you know. Or responsible human companionship. I love, um, I love challenging the way we use language. And one of the things that I have started using in my own... Uh, in my own little life is I never talk about owning animals. I talk about being their companions. Oh, that's a I must try that. Yeah, it just, uh, just gives you a different feeling about the animals. So I look at my two cats and I say, I don't actually own you. Well, they clearly own me, but I don't own them. You know what I mean? It just, it just gives you... It, yeah, um, I'd say that with cats. Yeah. I'd, say, I'd say I'd probably say carer. Carer, for, uh, for yeah. My, yeah. For my... Um, my, my creepy Your gang. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't be their companion. They'd probably want to rip my face <laughs> off half the time. Yeah, I can't see you um, cuddling up in bed with your no. tarantulas in the same way no, they do with Ziggy. Not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God, goldfish. Amazing. Yeah. And like, um, and like with any fish as well, I'm assuming that people would get their goldfish home, put the water in from the tap and slap them in. So like if you do keep a goldfish I'm assuming tap water just as it comes out is not the ideal for them. Like what type of water do they actually need? You really need to talk to your local aquarium specialists or your pet shop specialists who, who are, again, look for the ethical uh, people who, who know what they're talking about. Um, yeah. What, what you need to do is to get your water treated beforehand. You, you pour it out into a bucket or several buckets and right. you can get dechlorination tablets, you can get dechlorination liquid uh, to take all the chemicals out of the water. You need to let your tank uh, mature before you get your, your goldfish in there. You don't want to just put them straight in yeah. uh, after you fill it up. It has to be running for a couple of, you know, ideally a week or two because that sets the filter up you need, you should have a filter as well. Um, 
all these things come into a factor when you're keeping them indoors. Mm. Outdoors, if you're keeping a, a specific goldfish pond, that's great. They they probably need a filtration system as well, but not necessarily depending on the pond and what plants you have in it. What I kind of recommend to people to do if they are keeping goldfish outside is to have a goldfish pond right. and as close to it or beside it as possible uh, to have a wildlife pond separate because goldfish and wildlife don't mix and you will still get dragonflies and frog spawning and all sorts of stuff in goldfish ponds, um, mainly down to lack of other available spots uh, because we don't have enough ponds so we get building. Um, but if, if you have a separate pond beside it, you can transfer any bugs, creepy crawlies, wild stuff into the smaller pond for the wildlife and keep your, your goldfish uh, nice and safe Um if that makes sense, and I, I um, Collie, are you yeah. are you one of those really skilled people who manages to get ponds into every single conversation? <laughs> I, I I believe, I believe, I believe it's a form of Tourette <laughs> <laughs> at this stage. It's just, but uh, it, it is like it, it's just one of those things, and it's hard not to talk about goldfish without uh, talking about ponds. But you know what I mean. The, the, the ideal thing for uh, outdoor goldfish, if you can, is to go back what they did in China and build these big raised ponds. Um, oh, yeah. Where you can kind of sit around the wall. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the one in Tala that I had along the wall. That was a lovely little kind of setup. Yeah, so. I do actually, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I was encouraging people to get into goldfish, it would have to be either with a massive tank or with with it, with an outdoor pond. Um, I think it's just more ethical that way. Yeah. So, like, from animals that we we really used to think were disposable toys, they're these deeply complex creatures who have rights. They have the right to a proper life. They have the right to a proper environment. And when we take them into our homes and we're their companions or we're their carers, then it's up to us to really give them what they need. But I was thinking about that photograph again. The whole thing that started off this story was me seeing that photograph in the paper of this really lovely kid. It was a beautiful photograph, gorgeous kid holding up the bag with the goldfish in it. So how mad is that mm. that you go, you leave your house one morning, you get this animal for free yeah, and you have no clue like, what do you do when you go home? Yeah. Where do you get the tank from? Like, to give somebody an animal as a prize is just so wrong on so many levels. So, you know, that goldfish might be dead by now. And through no fault of the child or their family. You no, know? no. It's pretty antiquated. And thankfully, it's not that common anymore. I, when you told me about it, I was pretty blown away, if you yeah. remember. Because yeah. it is one of those things that, Janie, it's like... Uh, we're getting on now. It's like I remember that fairly common, but it I, I, I hadn't I hadn't heard of it or seen it in a long time. And then you assume because it's banned in as I said, like in Italy, you know, twenty odd years ago, it you think we'd be in the same boat, but uh we're lagging behind there and maybe it's something we need to look at in the future. But yeah, uh if if you do see it, uh don't engage and um if you are getting a goldfish, just remember this little uh, chat that we had and, and, and how much of a, a life that they are capable of living and, and you should allow them to live that kind of, uh, the full existence. Uh, yeah, that, they're that smart they little sods. Little smart, smart, smart little and very, very adorable. I've gotten attached to many over the years and I, I, I really love them. Have we, we've we've done the impossible. We've made goldfish interesting. Not we haven't made them. We've just <laughs> we've just emphasised how interesting they are. It yeah. is, uh, and even yeah. in researching this today, you now I have to say, there's a couple of things where I was like, particularly the history of it, because I actually, believe it or not, when I was in Hong Kong, 
because I'm such a world traveler. But I went oh, to. Oh, you never uh, mentioned that you travel, Colin. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I went to uh, a, an actual goldfish uh, and koi breeding facility. Oh. Uh, very high end because, of course, some of these fish are, f- are worth thousands and thousands. Really? Of, of, uh, yeah, big money because they're so cherished and well looked after uh, over there. But I remember there was a display of a series of very large tanks along a wall and it showed the different stages from wild uh, goldfish from their ancestors, like living in the tanks. Yeah. And as they progress and as they, the different breeds that they came out, it was a beautiful setup. And as I was reading up on, on, on our, our uh for the podcast today, researching it, it just reminded me of that. And just the history of them, like these animals have kind of been living alongside us as humans for and kind of bred by us, but also like sharing our history for, for 2000 years. It's it's really, really incredible. Yeah, and it really is. Yeah, yeah. kind of, uh, it, it's mind blowing as well. Um, just, to, just to think about that. And yeah. Yeah, very, very cool little creatures. Very interesting and, and deserving our respect and care. The Critter Shed is part of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Petrified. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.